0: Yo, 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 thought warriors! What is up? Hi, learning is on. It is I, Van Lathan Jr. And it's me, Rachel, and Lindsay. Let's get right to the point. Rachel got what she wanted. (laughs)
1: That's not even funny, Van.
0: I was depressed all weekend long, and I felt death of mountain lion.
1: And I felt really bad for you.
0: Yeah, but this is what you said. You spoke. You spoke into the existence of the world. Johnny, did
1: you find the tape yet where I allegedly said these things?
0: Said she wanted P22 dead.
1: Okay, please no. stop please stop <laughs> saying that. I actually felt really bad for you. And honestly too because there seemed to be Options for P22. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we first talked about the fact that they were going to bring him in, it seemed like it was going to take weeks. Then it seemed like it was going to take a while for them to decide what they were going to do. And it all just yeah. happened very fast. I yeah. So I was very shocked. I know you were. I'm just. I'm, I'm, and I told you, I'm going to excuse this because you're in mourning. So I'm going to excuse you acting out and accusing me of things we both know aren't true because yeah. I know People you're upset. Remember. People
0: remember. That's okay. <laughs> so, you know, so we're going to bring Bre- Beth Pratt. Um, we're going to be bring Beth Pratt back on the show to talk to us uh, about P-22 and the fact that a celebrity mountain lion, a mascot for LA's natural world, mm-hmm. was unfortunately euthanized over the weekend. And, you know, a lot of people hit me up when this happened. Of course. Because we've been talking about mountain lion for years now. And it started off as... Something to be aware of something to be afraid of started off as a as a joke as a way to get under your skin, but i I actually have come to understand why it's why it's something that I've been so drawn to. I would love to hear growing up it was like nature all around me, you know, growing up in mariguin, growing up in Louisiana uh it's like nature everywhere, right? The mm-hmm. wild turkey, the deer, the snake, the black bear. You know, really? What I mean? Yeah, Louisiana black bear and the American america and stuff like that. And um, in Louisiana, there's this like uh, there's this sort of, and not everybody goes through this, by the way. You could ask right now some of these dudes about catching a fish or whatever. I'm not telling you that Webby knows how to deer hunt. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that. But say like for me, my people are country. Mm-hmm. So being that they're country, there was this understanding of, like, nature. I get it. And what you had to do and how you had to be and how you had to act.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, you drive past sugar cane. And my dad would be like, that sugar cane is overgrown. They need to come harvest their cane. Right. Or it'd be like, oh, you see him harvesting and My dad would be like, yo, that's not quite ready to go yet. They need to leave it a little bit, you know, like nature was a part of our life. It was a, it was a, a thing that you didn't like go do. It was a thing that you lived with.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And I lost that when I came to California. Yep. Nature's like Disneyland. Sometimes it's like, uh Something that you go endeavor to. It's like you have to go and you have to find it. Meanwhile, for a lot of my life, it was just a part of it. These were things that you yeah. learned. This was stuff that you understood. There were like you going out. There are plants that you learn. Hey, don't touch that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it make you sick. Hey, you catch a fish. And my dad would be looking at the fish. He'd be like, here. i never forget. Me and my friend Robert, we went fishing in the creek that was in the subdivision. My dad was like, don't eat the fish out of there. And I was like, why? It's like, just don't eat the fish out of there. I can tell. We went and caught a bunch of fish. We came back. We were, cut the fish open, show him he was wrong, cut the fish off, fish full of worms. You know what I mean? And just like there were things that he knew about nature. Mm-hmm. And while I, we started talking about mountain lion and I started getting into different things and looking at it. It kind of reminded me of like home. It reminded me that there's places where animals, they run free and they have a good time and they live their animal lives. You might drive down the street and see a bunch of buzzards flying around cuz something died and it's just a part of it and p22 was like he was forcing that on so many people he was forcing them mm-hmm. to confront and come to terms with nature he was making it was almost like nature was saying hey we're still here you know and it was it, it was at at It became, all of this talking became meaningful for me, like, as I try to understand the natural world. Like, I want wolves and mountain lions and other animals, even snakes, to be okay. I don't want to see a snake. I don't want to see a wolf. I don't think I want to see my own lion. (laughs) But I want, like, if I saw P-22, God rest his soul, we're going to have Beth on a little bit later. If I saw P-22, I'd shit myself. Sure. But I don't know, man. I was legitimately sad that this amazing cat, this special cat, passed away.
1: When you break it down like that, it makes all the sense in the world. It reminded you of home. It was nostalgic for you, or he was nostalgic for you. I didn't have that. I grew up in the city. I moved to another city. The only taste of that I got is when we would go to my grandmother's house in Beeville and be on the farm mm-hmm. and growing up there was cattle we would go to the rodeo there were a couple of horses but I didn't grow up like my dad where right. he woke up first thing in the morning and was all about farm life like mm-hmm. my dad was in FFA and all of that and all of that stuff so I didn't I don't have those type of experiences but I get that that makes sense
0: yeah Aww. horses horses and all of that different stuff just having it, you know, I just, and then I think when I, as I watch all of these nature shows, and also I get too into things, I think everybody knows that. I watch all these nature shows, I think, you know, people I look around at all of this stuff that we got, and this stuff is great, different cameras and all of this stuff, and it's like, it's amazing, but there's a cost. There's, sure. a, there's a cost to the natural world. And I think that it's worth talking about. Obviously, we need homes for people, and we need stuff, and we need cars, and we need all of this stuff. But I think it's worth discussing the cost. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to donate $3,000 to the Wolf Connection in Santa Clarita on behalf of P-22.
1: And how did you choose this?
0: Because one of our thought warriors asked me, if I'd ever heard of the Wolf Connection and I hadn't, okay, I hadn't talked about or, or, or heard of the Wolf Connection. I didn't know what was going on. But apparently when I donate, I sponsor a wolf. This is what you can do is wolf sponsorship. So for $100, you can be an awakened heart wolf where you get a certificate with a bio and a photo of a wolf, which is nice.
1: I'm looking at it. Yeah.
0: You can be five hundred dollars. You can be an ancestral wolf. A certificate with the bio and a photo of a wolf and a thank you video. My thing is this: you get a thank you video. Is it from the wolf? Do they have the wolves? Do they know how to say thank you? Whatever. And then for three thousand dollars, which is where I thought I could go, you get uh, you get to become a human wolf, and you get a certificate with the bio and photo, a thank you video, a personalized plaque. Hung on the habitat of my chosen wolf and a private visit to the wolf connection. Now, Then you got mythological wolf, primal wolf, and all the rest of these wolves. It's like, look, I love the wolf. I'm not to the $50,000, $10,000. It's (laughs) going (laughs) to take time. It's going to take time.
1: time. I'm looking at their website, which I think is a wonderful thing that you're doing, Mm -hmm. and they have events, and you can do Walk with the Wolf Pack.
0: I don't know if I want to. Why? What if the wolf attacks?
1: Well, I would imagine that seeing how they do these every month.
0: I don't I don't trust the wolf, I'll be honest with you. I love the wolf.
1: Run with the pack. You can run with the pack, Hell too. Hell
0: no. First of all, if I run right now, the jiggle factor is going to make any wolf think there's a meal. We don't need a coat. Now, there. see, if you run with the wolf, the wolf is going to be like, oh, my God, she looks like she's one of us. She's all lean. You know who the wolf would want to run with? The wolf would love to run with Brian. Brian looks like a wolf, nigga. Like Brian looks like if if there was a movie called Wolf Man about Stop. a man that lived with wolves, that's how he would look. He would look like Brian. He would look all lean. Brian. Uh,
1: no, he would look like Jason Momoa. A, Brian's too clean cut.
0: The, to, J- to li- Jason Momoa is too big. He's too swole to be with the wolf people because there's not enough food. For you to be that swole. That's why when they when Tarzan is swole is stupid because first of all Tarzan super racist. But if if Tarzan was Tarzan would be super duper lean if that was the case. But, but Brian look at like Wolfman I don't look like Wolfman I look like the prey for the wolf <laughs>
1: I'm
0: like Elephant Man so if I run with the wolf the wolf gonna be like oh shit look at that ass like let's take a chunk out of that rump rose so there are all different types of wolves that I could sponsor here there's Annie Anora Bella Charlie Daisy which looks like an amazing wolf Gemma Hoven Hove, Hove <laughs> Uh, JC definitely won't be sponsoring Hov JC Jax Kanai, Koda, Leo, which is very handsome wolf, Luna, Max, Max. Okay, it's a lot of wolves. Okay, I'm not going to read Kani, all.
1: Kanai. Look Willow, at him. Willow the
0: wolf. Wolfie the wolf. I think Wiley. They're so pretty. Zion, okay, so I'm going to um I'm going to donate something uh to Wolf Connection and in honor of P22, I'm, I'm sure that there's a mountain lion situation somewhere. And if you guys bring up this a special. Yeah, mountain I'm lion.
1: surprised that you're not, but I like that you're doing it.
0: It's because I think that it's to benefit wild animals, period. Okay. 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 What? How was the show last night? How was the Dave Chappelle show? For Woo! Sure. It was good. I'm not going to lie. You liked it?
1: I liked it a lot. I. Okay. There were four comedians. First one was white. And the first thing he said was, I know y'all are wondering what the fuck is this white guy doing up here? Mm-hmm. He worked the room. Close his which name. I think, Rich in- Ingram?
0: Rich Ingram? In- I'm
1: so saying this wrong. Something like that. Rich the Kid? Something like that. He worked the room. He pointed out people in the audience, which I think is a skill since you never know who's going to be there. And I thought he was really funny. Then they had Darnell Rawlings.
0: Donnell. Donnell. Not Darnell, Donnell. Donnell Donnell Rawlings. Donnell Rawlings, yeah.
1: I think Donnell's really funny. Mm hmm. But, and I knew that things would be inappropriate. Mm hmm. But it was bad.
0: What do you mean it was bad?
1: Like, nobody was off limits. There's one thing where you you talk about, you know, uh, something in the culture or, you know, and you make it funny.
0: I'm preparing a salad.
1: <laughs> Is that how it made you feel?
0: I'll eat it later. <laughs> Is that how it made you feel? Yeah. Uh, so go ahead.
1: He was talking about Indian people, the way they talk. It just, it wasn't, it, it was too much. Somebody was standing up at one point and walking back to their, was walking back to their seat. He called them a terrorist. Like, nobody laughed. It was kind of like, okay, that's. Where's the joke in that? There's not it's not even funny. It was too much. And he kept saying, "I can't tell these jokes cuz I'm going to get canceled." That's
0: his thing. It's like too soon.
1: What was funny when he came... He's, th- no, he's those hysterical. weren't even those were so funny.
0: Don- Donnell Rollins no, is one of the so funniest funny, working yeah.
1: But and I've seen him before. I've seen him at an improv before, but this was like, "Okay, this isn't even you It's not because of the times this is just a little too much. What was funny, however, is he came out to the song "Nigga Ain't Worried About Nothing," and he was holding a microphone and he put the f- microphone in front of white people yeah. and start and be like, "I'm waiting for you to sing." Yeah. So that that's how he came in. So it was uh, funny. Chris was good. He addressed the Will Smith situation. What called did he it, say? called him Suge Smith. Suge Smith said, "Listen, we all know he didn't hit me over what I said. We all know that that wasn't the issue. And so he talked about he hit me because." The way he was feeling, he was like, Did y'all see the way the, the, the situation his wife put him in? It's basically what he was talking about. And he said, Did you see the way he was looking when they were on Red Table Talk? He said, Everybody was out here calling him a bitch. I didn't call him a bitch, but he decided to take it out on me. So he talked about that. He's good. He was funny. Black Star perform
0: was great. Shout out to Black Most Black. Deaf Talib Kwali.
1: Talib Kwali. They were great. That was a surprise. And then Chappelle um, came on. And he was good. Chris Rock stayed on longer than he did. But Chappelle was good, effortless. He brought most stuff on because they were telling knock knock jokes about Gunner. <laughs> Wait. Knock knock. Who's there? Gunner. Gunner who? Gonna be home in time for Christmas. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff. Saying. <laughs> it wasn't even a part of the show. They were like, We're glad Gunna's home. You know, we like Gunna, but we gotta tell y'all about these jokes. so they kept doing stuff like that. It was so funny. Most Def made a song. Um, instead of Silver Bells, he called it Gunna Tell. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. that's not I'm funny though man so like why y'all making it, yeah, it so <laughs> Go, well, that's not see what i'm saying so like y'all but you know what's gonna happen you know what's gonna happen with this
1: we didn't have our phones and he sp- they specifically were like do y'all don't have your phones right <laughs> not your so it was like about. gonna
0: tell gonna tell so let me gonna tell you tell. so let me tell you something about that let me tell you what's gonna happen Everyone that's piling on Gunna and saying that Gunna is a snitch or saying whatever, which, whatever, right? All y'all going to do is create a Will Smith situation with Gunna to where Gunna is going to feel like that he has to do something that everybody, this is the thing we don't understand. What do you mean got
1: to do something?
0: So, I'm not saying Gunna is the biggest fucking G in the world, right? Mm -hmm. But he's still a man from a certain place, right? So being that he's a man from a certain place, the entirety of the internet, like calling him a rat and making fun of him, I'm not saying that we shouldn't. I'm not saying that you can't. Hold on. First of all, I am saying that we shouldn't. I'm not saying that you can't. I'm just saying... Chris Rock was just on the stage basically saying that he got slapped because of Will Smith's trauma. My thing is, what is the trauma that we are creating now for Gunna going to make Gunna have to do?
1: I do want to be clear.
0: Gunna going to have to do something now. He's going to have to do something, smack the shit out of somebody, pull a gun on somebody, do something. Because he's not going to be able to make music because everybody say Gunna a snitch.
1: Well, one thing I want to say about Chris Rock is he repeatedly said in his act he is not a victim. He's like, I am not a victim. Don't put that on me. And he talks about that. When Dave Chappelle came back on, on, back on stage, or when Chappelle came on stage, he said, I saw Chris Rock's act. Let me tell you something. That nigga's a victim. <laughs> so, it was funny. He kept talking about uh, Chris Rock's show. The reason I really think, and we talked about this with glasses, the reason I think people are coming even harder at Gunna is because he put out that statement before. Then the video came out that contradicted it. So it was like, oh, nobody thought that he'd said anything. Nobody thought it was like he was trying to come out on top of it. He was trying to fix it. Before it happened, or people maybe yeah, never would not. find but out they, it happened. They would have talked about him anyway. You're right, mm. but I think the lie made it worse because it was almost like, oh, you know, you did this, and now you're going to lie on it too.
0: So I, I just don't.
1: And I hope he doesn't act on it. I hope he doesn't feel like, oh, I got to do this mm. to get respect, because I don't think that that would help the situation at all. Okay, somebody's going to make music with him. We'll see.
0: We'll see what happens. I mean, I think he'll be fine. I just, I just, you know, there's so much still about the YSL case that we don't know, man. There's still so much about the YSL case that we don't know, and depending on what happens, you guys, I just wish that the entire bullshit street code nonsense was just, just fucking evaporate, dog. You know. Anyway, so we're gonna talk later on um, to Beth Pratt. Uh, P-22 is compassionately euthanized after his health evaluation. We're going to talk to Beth Pratt in a little while, but we're going to come back on the other side of this with the big deal of the day.
2: This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth, plus view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com.
0: Politics time. January Sixth Committee mm-hmm. still care. has approved criminal referrals against President Donald Trump for his role in trying to overturn the 2020 election. The House Committee investigating January Sixth accused former President Donald Trump, Donald J. Trump a Monday of inciting insurrection, conspiracy to defraud the United States, obstruction of an act of Congress, and one more federal crime as it referred him to the Justice Department for potential prosecution. The panel referred five other Trump allies. That's Mark Meadows, his chief of staff, Rudy Giuliani, the guy who tried to get a blowjob on a movie, in case you guys forgot, one of Trump's lawyers, John Eastman, Jerry Clark, and Kenneth Cheesebro. (laughs) For potential prosecutions for actions the committee said warranted the Justice Department investigation. The charges would carry lengthy prison sentences if federal prosecutors chose to pursue them. Representative Jamie Raskin represents Maryland. He led the January 6th subcommittee that examined the referral. spoke on the evidence.
2: Anyone who incites others to engage in rebelling, assists them in doing so, or gives aid and comfort to those engaged in insurrection is guilty of a federal crime. The committee believes that more than sufficient evidence exists for a criminal referral of former President Trump for assisting or aiding and comforting those at the Capitol who engaged in a violent attack on the United States. Mike Pence spoke with Fox News
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on the DOJ and on Trump let's give mike pence his say uh...
3: but when it comes to the justice department's decision about about um, about bringing charges in the future I, I would hope that they would not bring charges against the former president I, I don't look I as i wrote in my book i think the president's actions and words on january six were reckless um, but i don't know that it's criminal. it's criminal to it. take bad advice from lawyers and uh... And so I, I hope well, the Justice be, there Department might be criminal is careful referrals on
4: that too. Well, right? So we'll, we'll see on that. Well, but Dana,
3: I want to tell you, I hope the Justice Department understands the magnitude of the very idea of sure. indicting a former president of the United States. I think that would be terribly divisive in the country. Rachel,
0: seems to be two different schools of thought here. One school of thought is that no one is above the law, and that President Trump, inciting this, was such a blight on our country that he must be brought to justice and Merrick Garland should throw a book at him mm-hmm. the other is well the country is as divided as it's ever been and prosecuting the president would make it even more divided what do you think?
1: I don't think it well one for the latter I don't think it's going to make it even more divided than it already is him being prosecuted um, I think people have Drawn a line in the stand and they think what they think on Trump regardless. Here's my question This is a criminal referral, right, by the committee, which it's great that they're still doing, you know, all the research, all the investigation, you know, to really show that what was done on January 6th was wrong, was criminal. Wrong. And I appreciate them for that. However, being that it is a criminal referral, To the DOJ. If the DOJ, which who's also doing their own investigation, right? The FBI, they're doing their own investigation on all this. If they decline to prosecute Trump. Does that discredit what the the January 6th committee is doing? And I say this because a part of me feels like. This is going to sound so bad. Is this a criminal referral? Is it even worth it or is it just it's like to me because it doesn't mean anything right? What do you
0: think the purpose of the January sixth committee was
1: to find out if if not just Trump but all those surrounding it if something criminal was done so or who was in the yeah criminal that was done so who you was,
0: you think the purpose of the January sixth committee was to okay. go ahead
1: so, and to be and to show the public mm-hmm. right because there's at the time. And thereafter, you know, people had all these differing opinions, and it was like, you know what, we're going to come together, we're going to show you the facts, we're going to do a proper investigation, we're going to present this to the public. I think it was also so the public could be aware of, this is what went down by this person, by that person, what wasn't done, what was done, who had a hand in it, who didn't, and at the end of the day, we can present all this information, because hopefully, if there there was something that was done wrong, Mm -hmm. or there was something that was done criminal, then... The justice, justice can be done.
0: So the January 6th House Select Committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the United States Capitol is a bipartisan select committee of the U.S. House of Representatives established to investigate the January 6th uh, United States Capitol attack perpetrated by a mob of supporters of then President Donald Trump. So if the purpose of the January 6th committee is to investigate that, that could lead them to or not lead them to um, culpability to Donald Trump. It's just their job to look into it.
1: I know. But if the DOJ doesn't act on it, it gives to me, it's going to give voice to the side of, see, y'all did all of this, and then nothing was even done. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be... The committee shouldn't exist. I just fear, I guess, when you learn, oh, they did, you know, this breaking news today. A criminal referral that Donald Trump should be prosecuted on four different things. What are those four different things? Look at things? the four
0: things that Donald Trump should be the prosecuted. four different things.
1: Hold on. I, I just had it up. Inciting or assisting an insurrection, obstruction of an official proceeding of Congress, conspiracy to defraud the United States, and conspiracy to make a false statement. So this criminal referral doesn't have any legal weight. Mm -hmm. It is more, it's something that's never been done Mm -hmm. with a president before. It's a suggestion based off of all the things that have come about with their investigation. Mm -hmm. If the DOJ doesn't prosecute, what does that say?
0: I would think that if the DOJ, I don't think that politics should be Motivating in the DOJ's decision to it prosecute shouldn't. at all.
1: It's why there's separate branches. Right.
0: So I don't think that this should be. So to the point of, if the DOJ, if the DOJ doesn't prosecute, what does? That's going to give rise to the other side who says that shouldn't be a concern. In my opinion, my my. I think that's that, where we
1: are. A, it shouldn't, but that's where we are as a country. Well, I
0: think that people are underestimating the decision that Merrick Garland has to make. If you ask me. I think that there's clearly criminal intent Mm -hmm. on behalf of Trump and his cronies on January 6th to impede the peaceful transfer of power uh, in the country.
1: Sure.
0: I think that if if you pay attention to the January 6th committee, you know that there was conversations that were happening before Mm -hmm. and after that, to me, are incriminating. Some of the stuff doesn't directly involve Donald Trump. It involves a lot of tentacles around him but some of it doesn't directly involve him the question is does Merrick Garland think that he can get a conviction on Donald Trump sure. for some of this stuff because you're talking about it being a bad situation if Merrick Garland attempts to prosecute uh, d- like doesn't, doesn't prosec- prosecute, pr- prosecute yeah. Trump. you know what the worst situation is if he prosecutes Donald Trump and Trump beats it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I. That is a much worse situation of an emboldened sort of sperm-filled demon. So it's almost lose lose. It's it's not it, it it depends on the facts as the DOJ sees them and politics I mean, shouldn't play a role in it. It shouldn't. Yeah. But
1: like let's just be honest because every even when people talk about it they they talk about the consequences of, you know, if Merrick Garland does prosecute what this means that this is happening to a president. Like that it, you're right. It shouldn't, there shouldn't be politics, but there is. The reason I say lose-lose is because if he doesn't prosecute, there's going to be this whole narrative. They're already doing it. Oh, criminal referral. It doesn't have any weight. That's the equivalent of an American citizen referral. These are literal things that they're saying. Not true, but that's what they're saying. So there are, the talk is already—the narrative is already being put out there. So I say lose-lose because if he doesn't prosecute, that's going to happen. If he does prosecute and he loses— you're saying it's even worse, which I would agree with. The only win in is if he prosecutes and wins.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, it, there's all kinds of things that go. If if you start, if you prosecute Donald Trump, if you're looking at this from the standpoint of what's good for the left, then I'm just I'm talking about as a whole. I know. I think the best thing if the January sixth event is not litigated is not inspected, is not pulled out from the root, it will happen again. Agree. If it will absolutely happen again. I happen to believe that it doesn't matter how many baked Alaskas that you put in jail. It doesn't matter how many horn-wearing idiots that you put in jail. I happen to believe that if some of the guys at the top, some of the big fish don't fry here, right, right. that it doesn't send a strong enough message. right. The question is, on its merit, on its merit, what kind of case against President Trump does DLJ have? And I think that should be the only thing that is, that guides Merrick Garland into making the decision about whether or not he prosecutes. It shouldn't be 2024. It shouldn't be how people feel. It shouldn't be about what the purpose of the select committee was. The purpose of the select committee was to investigate it. If they investigated and they found that, that someone said this is what we're going to do mm-hmm. fine if they investigated someone said hey this is what happened this and i don't know what to do about it fine if there's something in the middle then leave it up to the lawyers
1: um i do believe when you asked me the purpose of the the january 6th committee committee and i was saying it i do believe that part of it was for us was for the citizens was to a report was was going to be put out there so we could also know the people and it I don't believe the investigation was just to find just solely to find if there was something criminal I do believe that as well but I really do believe it was to be transparent to the public of what happened that day because we witnessed it in real time which is why I also have this opinion of how the people will react to this and that's also why I made it very clear that they're doing their, the the committee is doing their criminal referral But let's not forget the DOJ and the FBI are doing a total separate investigation. So I don't even know if the criminal referral to the DOJ has any bearing on the ultimate decision that the DOJ will make because they're doing their own investigation. I just think that when you read the exact definition, it's a part of what they were always going to do. So I think it's important to separate the two. Because you're going to hear the other side saying, "Oh, what they're doing has no weight; doesn't really matter." Because there are two other groups that are doing their own investigation here on on Donald Trump.
0: Um, did you buy any of Donald Trump's NFTs? I think it's sold out. I missed the mark. You didn't get it. Is Ashley here? Ashley, what the fuck, man? I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Like, like yo, Ashley, what, 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 what's your deal, dog? You don't, you don't, don't you fuck mean? with us. Like, you don't want to no, talk.
1: No, no, no. You don't call on her. Don't, I got it, Ashley. You don't call on her.
0: Actually, you are gonna let whoa?
1: You didn't call on her.
0: Actually, can I be real with you? You yes. You gonna let somebody else speak for you? Trudy would don't never. Don't flip
1: it. We're don't friends. flip it, and don't compare <laughs> her to Trudy. Trudy would
0: never. What What did you do this weekend, Ashley? Uh,
1: went for karaoke.
0: Okay, tell us about this. Who'd you go with?
1: What's your karaoke go to song? Also, uh, <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. <sighs> yeah. What a fantastic choice That's whack. it's it is just to get the crowd and everybody getting a little high like getting people out of their chairs it gets everyone excited so oh, you really can <laughs> sing
0: so That's i got two <laughs> different bold i song. got two different karaoke songs it depends on the audience i got a code switch of karaoke
1: okay what's your code switch i'm so curious
0: so if i'm around the people who ashley probably was hanging out with the whites If I'm around them, what came directly at you? You said nothing. If I'm around them. (laughs) You weren't wrong, though. Then I did see. (laughs) There you go. Then I do Gold by Spandau Ballet. Have you ever heard that song? No. You are gold. Always believe in your soul. You've got the power to know you're indestructible. Always believe it, cause you are gold.
1: And that gets the crowd going.
0: Nah, I just, I just like <laughs>
1: they don't I really know, know the it. song,
0: but I can be, I can do whatever I want. You know what I'm saying? But if I'm with my people, mm-hmm. there's only one karaoke song. And what is that? This
1: is how we do it. Uh, that could go both ways.
0: This is <laughs> that, wow. that
1: is that song. Yeah, could go would be a hit on either side. But tell me ashley you're right as somebody true? who freq- frequents side. with the other side we both mm-hmm. do I, white people love that song
0: <laughs> <laughs> white people love this is how we we'll do it yes that's mm-hmm. right up there with go go
1: go 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 shorty <laughs> it's your birthday What's they that? love that song too Sing? british people love that song mostly. british
0: people love what in the club
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 mine is wannabe spice girls Ooh. that's your karaoke song it's a hit with it <laughs> is it not ashley It's a. I don't like. (laughs)
0: Can I be honest with you? I don't like white karaoke, though.
1: (laughs) Okay, you really got into your gold song.
0: But that, but that, that was a long time ago. This talking about this makes me feel a certain way. I don't want to. You want
1: to go karaoke?
0: I want to go karaoke, but with all black, all black people. We can do that. And we can't It's all black people, and we can only do New Edition songs, and we have to dance. I love this. Donnie, do you like New Edition? I love New Edition. Yeah, nigga, That'd you look dope. like a member of the fun. group. I haven't done karaoke in years, rusty. I, you, know what I, you know what I love about that? Mm-hmm. Is nobody asked him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you, just, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like what, what, like
0: what I like. What I love, like what I love about that, is I asked Donnie if he liked New addition. You know what I mean? But we did not. We purposely didn't include Donnie. In our karaoke conversation, as Rachel goes, yeah. To, see,
4: that's fucked up. Well, that's I'm just saying,
0: up. like no, no one, like nobody, asked you about your karaoke situation because we know, we know, based upon your opinion on Herschel Walker, that you're all over the place with karaoke. You feel me? <laughs> but the Trump, Trump had a major announcement, and it was that he was selling NFTs. Yes, it was an NFT collection he made. Yes, he made some crazy amount of money. Millions of dollars, four million dollars in NFTs. Y'all are stupid. Trump, Trump is just running these motherfuckers' pockets. He knows
1: his audience. He knows his who would have known. Trump
0: is running these motherfucking pockets.
1: Can't be mad at him for that.
0: $99. I
1: know $99 each in 12 hours. $4.45 Four point four five million.
0: Thursday by Trump included 45,000 cards with bizarre illustrations.
1: <laughs> bizarre,
0: as illustrations. an astronaut, a cowboy, and a race car driver. An astronaut, a cowboy, is a race car. driver. president of the United States, Trump, is just doing this thing crazy shit. Y'all keep Trump, keep running these dumbasses' pockets. Keep running the shit up. You are gonna need it, dog, because you're going to jail. All right, uh, let's take a break. When When we come back, we will talk a little bit more about P-22, the cat that changed the entire state, with Beth Pratt on the other side of this break.
3: Are you looking for a view of the world that's a bit different? Hi, I'm Jason Palmer, a host of The Weekend Intelligence, a podcast from The Economist. Join us to hear the stories that matter most to our correspondents and editors. Every Saturday, we introduce you to people and ideas that take you outside the ordinary, and expand your horizons one episode at a time. Join us and see the world from a new perspective. To listen free until May
0: 31st, search Spotify for The Weekend Intelligence. Guys, there was monumental news over the weekend. Uh, I know that the the community here at Higher Learning is aware. Um, I know that most people that follow the story are aware LA's beloved mountain lion, P22, was euthanized, was um was was sent to the forest in the sky. Uh his injuries and his quality of life were too affected by some things that had happened recently. And P twenty two um is gone. However, despite the fact that I was very sad, it's like so much sadder than I thought that I was going to be at the news. And so many people were so sad. We brought Beth Pratt back on um, to talk to us because I think it's very important to talk about the life of P-22, what P-22 meant to so many people and why so many people are moved um, at the life of this particular mountain lion. So Beth is here, Beth, how are you doing? First of all, how are you feeling emotionally?
4: Yeah. You know, uh, thank you for having me back on. And I, even when we talked last week, I was feeling a little hopeful. Some of the more severity of his injuries were coming out, but, uh, I think it was the next day I got the, the updated briefing where it was just really hard. And this has been hard because I think we've all lost pets or animals or perhaps even family members that um, we wanna grieve, but I didn't have to also be the public spokesperson uh, you know, for my pet. And so it's, it's hard to kind of simultaneously grieve, but also do right by him, which is what I need to do, which is continue to tell his story. But it was, it was really hard receiving, receiving that news. Beth, what has been the reaction
1: from the public that you've seen in regards? And I mean, like, not just in L.A., just, you know, P-22, people knew him outside of the cities
4: and even the state. I think that's really helped. Um, I'm I'm I mean, I knew he was loved. We knew he was loved around the world. But by God, he was trending on Twitter. You know, what I mean, have you ever heard of a lion trending on Twitter um, I mean, he's in People Magazine, The Economist. Uh, people from all over the world are, sh- are sharing that eulogy I wrote. I didn't expect it to be. That's I think it's beautiful death. Over- Thank you. It, it, it that was written right after I saw him and told him goodbye, and it was it was really hard. But uh, that so many people are responding to it. What? Yeah.
0: For people who don't understand why this decision had to be made. What were the extent of the injuries that people didn't think that he was going to be able to make a recovery and and even go live in sanctuary somewhere?
4: Yeah, I you know as the person who the agencies, California Department of Fish and Wildlife, National Park Service, and the San Diego Zoo were keeping apprised every step of the way, they were looking at sanctuary. They had called sanctuaries. They were trying to locate it early, you know, uh, on when he was captured that week, uh, and then. Again, I think we've all been in that position when we have a pet and you think, okay, let me bring him in. Might just be something routine and we get that. No, it's actually worse than you thought after the testing comes back. I know I've been there with some of my animals. Um, they sat me down uh, for an hour, which, you know, if you work in wildlife conservation, this is unprecedented that they would, uh, you know, do this to a wildlife advocate who's not an agency folk. And they did it because they wanted to be transparent. And I applaud them for that. And I sat at that table and I'm crying. I mean, it was just a growing sense of despair. You had, you know, kidney failure, um, which is not curable. Um, you had from the car strike, you know, at least externally, it looked like he just had a, you know, a swollen, a swollen head, which did go down. But uh, his organs were herniating into his chest cavity. He couldn't breathe very well. Um, he had heart disease. He had, you know, so it, it just all these things were stacking up. And I apologize. as a, a car going by. Um, it's hard to find a quiet space and cities these days to, um, you know, to, to, to say anything. But anyway, they the briefing was really hard because it just all these things stacked up to where it, a, a sanctuary wasn't even possible. This was not going to be where we could let them out, you know, wandering around and pass peacefully. This was going to be a managed care existence, which would have been selfish. Uh, you can't treat a mountain lion for things you can treat like our domestic pets, where you can just, okay, kidney disease will make them comfortable by giving them fluids. You have to put mountain lion under every time you do anything. And that itself is risky. So When they said to me, after doing this, we unanimously are gonna have to vote euthanasia, um, they were crying. But it was the right decision. It was really the right decision. I got to sit with him and talk with him, tell him he was a good boy, tell him we all loved him, but he was clearly suffering. Beth, do you think
1: because he was so loved and he meant so much to the city that there'll be some kind of memorial? Have there been any talks about that um, to keep, you know, the legacy going on?
4: Yeah, so we'll have some foxes there for you. So I promise. (laughs) uh, Yes, I just got off the phone, actually, with our uh, events person. We're going to throw the biggest party LA's ever seen. And you're invited. Yes, you guys are guests of honor. Um, looking like we didn't want to rush it. Obviously, I, I just realized Christmas is next week. I'm like, oh, my God. Um, so after the holidays, we hope to announce a date very soon. We're working with a couple venues. Um, we want to allow as many people possible to be able to attend. So stay tuned. We're going to honor our boy, right,
0: mm. Beth, uh, last question. We know that they are different sort of – P-22 was special – because he was a mountain lion that crossed a couple of different freeways. He came to live at Griffith Park. He lived right there with human beings and became like a neighbor to so many people. But a lot of animals don't have that opportunity because it's very dangerous crossing a freeway. They don't have safe ways to cross freeways. Their habitat is being shrunk um, and they end up dying because it's very hard to live with human beings. I know that there are a couple of different initiatives right now to build safe animal crossings, to help animals be able to roam more freely and move around so that maybe one day there might be another cat that captures everybody's hearts or something like that, but more to the point whether or not they get famous or not, that these animals just have a way to move about the habitat uh, that they live in what are some of those things and where can people go to help raise awareness for ways to keep the wildlife safe
4: thanks for asking that man i mean and that to me is what i'm P22's legacy which we're celebrating right i mean this is a sad story yet he changed the world and he i mean the wallace Sandenberg wildlife crossing is being built and as i promised him when i sat with him we're not stopping you know and he was the famous cat. But, you know, there's a whole list of B-listers, you know, in his pocket. You know, uh, we also need to care for. And then beyond California, I just got back from COP15, as I think I told you last time, International Conference on Biodiversity, and they were talking about him there. He's inspired us to look differently around the world. So uh, SaveLACougars.org is the, the campaign that protect him but also to build wildlife crossings you can go to that site to volunteer find out more information donate whatever um we're gonna build more we are not stopping i do not want this to happen to another mountain lion and i i promise p22 we wouldn't
0: thank you so much beth beth make sure that you that you that you do something awesome for beth all right. You take breaks. Make sure that you, you know you've you're been so much on this. I've I've been following your page. I've been uh, talking about it with everyone. It's really been something that's really opened my eyes to how we live with our natural world. So I appreciate everything that you do, and you know we'll keep the legacy of P twenty two going on. We we thank you so much and appreciate you for joining us today here on Higher Learning. Yes, I
4: appreciate you both. Thank you both for having me. No problem. Of course. Bye, take care, Beth.
0: Beth was great. I, I miss P twenty two.
4: Beth is
1: great and I'm excited about this memorial. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, if I don't have a conflict, I will be attending the event.
0: I'm gonna dress up like P twenty two.
1: I don't know if that's necessary, but maybe you wear like a shirt, no no no, a sweatshirt. No, 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 no. How are you gonna dress up like P twenty two?
0: I was looking You at... going to
1: wear something around, a collar around your neck?
0: I nope. Can I finish, can I answer the question? Damn. Wow. I, <laughs> I I like I saw Mountain Lion costumes online.
1: Man, I'm not gonna lie. I would, I would love to see you dressed up as a mountain lion.
0: I will be P42, the fat mountain lion. It'd be my age, P42. I'll be P42, the Louisiana mountain lion,
1: <laughs> the fat Louisiana
0: mountain lion. I come to here, you know what I mean? Be me. I got a bag of chips, Arr! and I eat some chips. Arr!
1: All right, y'all hold him to it. He's gonna dress I, up I, like mountain lion. Whoa,
0: hold on for a second. This is going to happen. When this happens, I'm going to go to this big event dressed up like P-42, the fat Louisiana mountain lion. I don't know why you would think that I wouldn't do this. I'm going to do it.
1: We'll be looking forward to it. Can't wait. You know, Thought words we'll all come out. Come meet us. Come join us. Come join us. You, you'll recognize Van.
0: Vandem- Take a picture <laughs> with P-42. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, Elon Musk kicked all kinds of journalists off of Twitter. We're going to have Aaron Wupar um, on on the podcast on Thursday. Actually, Friday. We're going to record Thursday. It's going to be on Friday. To talk about being kicked off and then reinstated back on Twitter. Yeah, uh, There was all kinds of backlash because Elon Musk had kicked these journalists off Twitter. He says it's because uh, they have linked to a site called Elon Jet, which gives real-time data about where his private jet is, mm-hmm. he claims that there was an incident where someone popped up on him, thinking he was going to be in a specific car, and his, his kid was in the car, and that this Elon jet site is a site that doxes people, and that mm-hmm. it's dangerous, and that if you link to any site that's doxing anyone, that uh, you're done, you're off Twitter, Just mm-hmm. spend it. The journalists claim that some of them have linked to this site because they've been reporting on the site itself. Sure. Some of them are reporting on Elon Musk, and they say that this is a thinly veiled way, not so thinly veiled, for Elon Musk to attack journalists that are reporting on him, sometimes unfavorably.
1: hmm I think that, well, one, it's a little hypocritical seeing how the reason that he got on social, or, wanted to buy Twitter so it would be this free space and you know all the First Amendment rights would be protected and then here he is taking away several journalist accounts or suspending them even though some said they called Twitter and they were told that they were completely banned from it So it's really interesting. I can't wait to talk to the journalist that we're going to have on Friday, Aaron Rupar, because I want to know if he can give us some behind the scenes information of what happened, what went down, how he knew, you know, maybe if he even had talks with some of the people at Twitter, what they were telling him. If he's talked to some of the other journalists, what happens next? Is he afraid to be on Twitter? Or maybe that's, you know of what of what he might say or do or follow or report on which is interesting
0: i'm glad that what's happening in twitter is happening
1: with this or the fact that people don't want elon musk to be to step down or they uh, want him to excuse me that they want elon musk to step they want elon musk to step down as ceo
0: i'm glad that this is the shit show that it is We're living in an era of hyper-capitalism, living in an era of hyper-capitalism. We've been here for almost a generation and a half, maybe longer.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Maybe it's always been since this country's been Mm -hmm. founded. Slaves, capitalism. And what you essentially had was a billionaire by the town forum where people come to talk, where people come to make jokes. And there was this worship of Elon Musk uh, that he has really never Ever, ever been deserving of. Ever. And to see all of these different guys for who they really are mm-hmm. is incredibly valuable to me. Elon Musk has proven that he is a vapid, insipid, uh, ego driven insecure shell of a leader Mm -hmm. that he is as detached from the average basic human experience as anyone that's had that type of power maybe has ever been, or maybe they all are. They probably are. And because of this, he doesn't have the function to understand how basic people relate to one another and he owns and runs the forum Mm. where they talk.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: That is what happens in a society that is overvalued how much fucking money you make Mm -hmm. and how much fucking money you have. Mm -hmm. The dude that doesn't even know how to fucking relate to people can buy the platform where people, not in any profound way, talk to one another. We talk about Twitter and Twitter has all kinds of problems.
1: Absolutely. Twitter
0: Twitter is it's dark. It's dark, it's siloed off, it's it's exploitive, it's mean. And all of those ways, right? Mm-hmm. Twitter is all of those things. But Twitter is also a lot of other things. Twitter is also where people get a lot of their political news. News travels faster on Twitter. Twitter is a place where people can go straight from, sometimes for better or for worse, straight from incident to reporting. It's a different way to engage with people who need to know things. It's a different way to spread information. And it needs to be better about vetting the information that's being spreaded and really getting to the core of who's spreading it and why. I get that. But to have one person be the tip of the spear there And one person decide, based upon his cult of personality, what goes and what doesn't. When Elon Musk runs a Twitter poll, he's running the most unscientific bullshit ever. uh, There's a Twitter poll of essentially Elon Musk bros. I got him blocked. So I would never participate in one of those polls. But the, the point is, just seeing the fact that we're giving society away. To the people who care the least amount about us, I think is very important. And I'm fascinated by it.
1: Do The way you just described Twitter, and then you talked about, but it's also these things, but they need to do a better job of vetting the information that's put out there. When you talked about it in all those negative ways, and then you couple that negativity with the negative part of the bad information that, that needs to be vetted through... Isn't it symbolic that Elon Musk is the one then that's running it? Because is that not him? Elon Musk. That's him. So, how great can you say Twitter is? Is it, is it, is him even buying Twitter and now being the person in charge? And I don't know, I don't dare I say the face of it, symbolic of the state that the Twitter is in at this point? How good can, like, we can get our news from other places. I know what you mean. I get on the mm-hmm. Twitter, too, and I look at my news. Twitter. But is the bad outweighing the good at this point when it comes to Twitter? And is Elon Musk being at the helm of it really representing that?
0: Interesting question. I think the bad is outweighing the good when it comes to almost anything. Um, I think that when you look at the bad, it's important to discuss what the bad is, right? So I watch all these YouTube videos on different things. I'm curious. And so because I'm curious, I'm curious enough to watch a 20-minute YouTube video on hypersonic weapons, right? Mm -hmm. And then check the facts on the video. I'm curious enough to go because I watch this video about the 10 strongest countries and the 10 weakest countries on Infographics, which is a great YouTube place, right? You watch the 10 strongest militaries, the 10 weakest militaries, all right? And I watch this Infographics thing. And it gets to number one. And obviously, the strongest military in the world is... Let me ask you a question. For everybody here, real quick, just wondering. Donnie, what are the... I'm going to ask all you guys. What are the top three strongest militaries in the world? So if you guys know. Donnie, what do you think they are? Uh,
2: My guess would be our military, Russia's military, and China's militaries. Ashley?
1: Our military, China's, and... Possibly England's military.
0: Okay. Uh, Rachel?
1: I would say ours in China.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I don't know the third. It's not England, and I don't think it's Russia.
0: Okay. Donnie, shit on you guys. (laughs) America's one, Russia's two, China's three. Okay. England is like eighth. Right. The Great, oh, yeah, Great Britain is fair. like, eighth. They used to be a world power. The infographic thing is really interesting because it talks about how these countries used to maintain their military power. Some of the countries that they're talking about, Kosovo's the weakest military in the world. Um, for myriad reasons, the country went through incredible political turmoil. And now they kind of don't even really have – whatever. So it's – but I, I asked a lot of people, it's like, what do you think the three strongest militaries in the world? People don't, South Korea is way up there. Japan is way up there. But they talked about the fact that the United States – is by far the strongest military in the world, but there's still areas that we're lagging behind. Mm -hmm. We're lagging behind in the use and development of hypersonic weapons. I think, okay, what's a hypersonic weapon? I want to know about that. So then I watch a YouTube video, what is hypersonic weapons? And I'm downloading all this information in my mind about what hypersonic weapons are, how the Russians have them, how the Chinese have them, why the United States doesn't think that we need to be as invested into them. And then I start to think, what am I watching? Like, why does this person know what this is? So then I start doing the due diligence about hypersonic weapons, what they are, where they are, how they operate, and all of that stuff. Take the extraception, I'm not spouting some bullshit.
1: Most people do not do this.
0: And I think that's the issue. That's why the bad outweighs the good. The bad outweighs the good is because we're, we're, we also live in a society where we're— purposefully kept in curious so that we're better workers and better consumers like we're Mm, purposefully kept in curious they don't really want you to know what like gmos are they don't really want you to know they put all of that stuff on the back of the the ingredients list but they put it very small because they don't really want you to read it Really what they should do, if they wanted you to know exactly what was in some of the stuff that you were eating, they you turn on the back and it would be in big letters. Hey, a high fructose corn syrup.
1: And this is what it does and to you. And this is what it, like, <laughs> if they
0: really want you, they don't really want you to know. And so I think the, the the couple generations of us being incurious to drive us as consumers um, and to drive us as dedicated workers is now leading to people that will believe whatever it is that they're told. And like like, literally, you send something, they'll believe whatever it is that they're told. They won't do the extra legwork because they're just used to being dictated to so they can move on to the next thing and think the next thought, right? Um, And so I think part of that is on the platforms to be better about it. But I think part of this is also, and I'll, I'll bring it back to Elon Musk in a second, part of this is also a little bit about us to reshape what we believe and how we digest useful information like what really is useful and what's mm-hmm. a useful conversation. I was on like we were having a conversation me glasses and charlemagne earlier on the on the group text and they were going back and forth which my shit is blowing up right now cuz they're still having the same conversation. They were they were they were having a conversation about whether or not Jermaine Dupree
1: Oh, God. Bro- 106 and Park. Yeah, no, no, it
0: wasn't 106 and Park. Oh. It was like, broke Jay-Z. Whether or not he broke Jay-Z to the south with the song called Money and the Thing. Uh, and we are talking about this, and after a while, I'm like, Yo, what the fuck are we talking about? And these are two of the smartest guys that I know. And sometimes you just talk about shit like that. Mm-hmm. I know everybody wants to talk about anything that has to do mm-hmm. with Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Jermaine Dupri is saying that, you know, he invented the Telegram and all of that. So he's saying so many things now. But I just think it... it it, and as it relates to Twitter, there's actually real information that people need to get. And there are people that are on Twitter that need to be able to disseminate that information. And Elon Musk, the electric car dude, uh, and essentially the world's shrewdest capitalist is deciding what's kosher to be on Twitter.
1: Yeah, Yes which is what you always wanted to do, which is why you bought it.
0: I went on I feel like I went on too long about the hypersonic weapons. Would you I want to do a <laughs> segment called what I learned this week. I learned so much this week.
1: I wish that I got into YouTube like that.
0: You don't get into it?
1: I rarely I really use YouTube for like ASMR.
0: Freaky motherfucker! You. Yeah.
1: I told you I like ASMR. Mm,
0: y'all getting you? Y'all getting freaked over here. Let's look like
1: that what? is nothing to do with a Freaky, that don't. ASMR
0: shit is freaked it out. It depends.
1: It depends what type of ASMR. Uh, I don't uh, listen to that type of ASMR. Uh, crackle, <laughs> crackle, crackle, crackle.
0: Like uh, okay, anybody uh, listening baby. to that does not want to go. Crackle, crackle. Listen to this it's fire. Like, I actually like when people talk a little. bit That's that. so freaky though. And you like when heard people heard. whisper to you like that? I like the whispering oh god
1: daddy (laughs) that's not what
0: it is it's like the type of and I like
1: the 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 hard sounds that they like when they talk like this when they talk like this and I like Like. brushing I like the brushing sound I like
0: Rachel is a freak man
1: (laughs) Rich is it Rachel's like I like I this. I told you before. I like
0: I, I love listening to ASMR. I love the sound of bare ass cheeks sitting on a cold linoleum floor. Like it's just like it's so that's okay. Look, hey, I'm into all kinds of things, you know. So I'm not I'm saying you know people J O I videos <laughs> and things like that. Um, but you know, it's all kinds of stuff. So like if I'm looking at my past videos that I've watched, mm-hmm. it's like. It's just like a lot of different stuff that I, that that you can learn. Tactical newts, potent weapon or overhyped. How the pyramids were were, were built. A tutorial on how to gritty. U.S. U.S. Navy SEALs versus U.S. Navy SEAL Team Six versus the Delta Force. Who would win?
1: <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
0: Navy SEALs versus Green what? Beret. Proven health benefits of ginseng. You know what I mean? Easiest and hardest countries <laughs> to take over. There's all of this stuff. It's just a lot of stuff. It's like uh, it, I don't know, man. It's like fun stuff to the, the, the fun stuff to watch. Anyway, I've gotta move on with the podcast. <laughs> we went too far. I'm sorry, guys. I felt, I'm sorry. I got. I talked to you guys all about hypersonic weapons on another podcast. It's really good. Uh, interesting. I thought I thought about something basically based on what we were talking about earlier.
1: Okay.
0: So we're talking about the trial now. The Meg. The excuse me, not the Meg trial, the Tory Lanez trial. The Tory Lanez trial is a fucking disaster. Yeah, everything is all fucked up.
1: I have my theory.
0: We, what's your theory? You think Tory Lanez has paid off everyone?
1: I didn't say everyone, but it. it it's, Kelsey, I'm trying to think why your story would change so much. Uh huh. And for what you were about to talk about, because at this point, it's come out that. Megan's former bodyguard is missing and didn't appear Mm -hmm. for testimony during the trial. Um, He had given a statement before, so we knew some of the things that he was going to testify to. One of those things being that Edison, that's his name, what's his first name? Justin. Justin Edison told prosecutors that Lane's confessed to him being, quote, too drunk and shooting in the air and at the ground. There has been an update. What's the update? They found him. Where is he at? You got to be. So my theory is correct. Okay, my theory is that, that he has money, uh-huh. right? This, that somebody paid him off, uh-huh. which is why he no longer wants to testify what would be against Tory Lanez.
2: All right.
1: Megan The Stallion's ex-bodyguard living it up in Qatar.
0: Breaking news. A source
1: close to Justin Edison told media takeout on Sunday that quote Justin was hired as personal security for a very important person and is currently in Qatar while the person he is protecting is at the World Cup, which is over. So what? So he could come
0: home. But people could still be partying out there. So wait. Is this guy working or is he partying up at the World Cup?
1: They're saying he well, the the headline is he's living it up in Qatar. But he's it's the insider saying that he is providing bodyguard services to a very important person which I mean listen, he used to be Meg the science bodyguard it's very likely he he could be but they're he's saying sure he won't return to people? the US until Thursday.
0: Okay. Well, I, I, I would imagine the trial will be over by then.
1: Well, and just to remind people why his testimony is so also important, Kelsey Harris is the one. She texted him when she said, help, Tori shot Meg.
0: He can't testify like via, no, because they have like specific lines. Like he can't testify, like go to some place in Qatar and testify via Zoom or something. That's a good
1: question. Mm. They do testimony. I mean, remember Johnny Depp trial? Um yeah. Kate Moss didn't appear. She testified. Yeah from a distance um, I, I, but i
0: don't know I'm, what the I, rules I'm, are yeah he's in another country i am guess it would be difficult to wrangle him so i do want to talk about one thing earlier that you said in regards to gunna that was interesting to me but i i, I want to be this trial is becoming such of a such a farce that we're forgetting what it is that's being litigated.
1: Absolutely. We're not even calling the trial the right thing.
0: So the trial has become such an episode of P-Valley that we're forgetting that this trial is trying to decide who shot a woman Correct. after a night of drinking and bullshit, who shot a black woman after a night of drinking and bullshit.
1: Which is undisputed.
0: Which is undisputed that she was shot. Right. If you don't care that Megan Thee Stallion was shot or you don't care who shot her, that says a lot about you.
1: Yes, it does.
0: It does. That says a lot about you. This is not, you know, these things get into the public arena and we tend to look at them as if they're some way. And I've done it. We've all done it. I made a I've done it. I made a I made a, a photoshop of Kelsey when I had the poster from the movie Memento, where the guy can't remember what just happened yesterday. And we're it's 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 funny, but like the basis of this is incredibly serious. And if in fact if in fact Tory Lanez was the shooter mm-hmm. in this case, if Tory Lanes was the shooter in this case, Tory Lanes needs to be put in prison.
1: Absolutely. is not
0: fit to be around black. I wouldn't be comfortable with Tory Lanez being around you. hmm I wouldn't be comfortable with Tory Lanez being around any woman that I cared about. Anybody, period. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And then coupled with it's a lie that he has told over and over and over again and even made not light of it, but been very flippant about it when talking, you know, on social media or even in, in his songs lyrically. So hmm. this is definitely not a person I would trust or want to be around at
0: all. If, in fact, he is the if, shooter.
1: If, in fact, he's the shooter.
0: People think but you're biased on the Tory in case.
1: Yeah, and I've kind of admitted to that in the sense...
0: That You've admitted to your bias?
1: Well, yeah, but I think I have to be because of the way people are talking about this trial. From the beginning, right? It became about Megan. Megan's the victim here. We know she was shot at the end of the day. People are calling it the Megan the Stallion trial, and I'm sure some of that is because she is the bigger celebrity. But she is not on trial. This is the state against Tory Lanez. So let's be very clear it's the about that. State
0: against Desart Peterson.
1: Fine. This gets Daystar Peterson, his government name. We need to be very clear about that. And that is how we should frame talking about this case. And we're not. And so I feel we shouldn't even be, you know, in the public court of public opinion, litigating things about Megan. Megan was shot. We know that. And the state's job is to find out who pulled the trigger.
0: Hmm. So earlier you said about Gunna, you said that he lied. Gunna lied. Mm-hmm. And so because Gunna came out and he lied, that makes people you don't think you don't think that you're a little harder on the fact that Gunna lied than you are on the fact that Meg the Stallion lied when she talked to Robin Robert So,
1: Roberts. I told you I explained last week why <laughs> Megan had the, to lie, right?
0: Well, so you don't think that that's the So thing I'm asking
1: would, you, why do you th- why are you saying Gunna had to lie? Because to his himself? life
0: would be on the line.
1: Why did he lie to the public? I'm asking you.
0: Okay, and I'll answer.
1: His G- life was on the line for that. I'm not talking about why he had to get out.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. I want you to listen. Okay. I like, I like, so... Because
1: Glasses had a problem with, he probably had a problem with Megan too, so let me shut up. Glasses. <laughs> <laughs> let me uh, shut up.
0: So, let's look at the two things and compare them, right? If we're looking at two people that lied. Gunna's lawyer said he did lie, but I think that's kind of bullshit, right? So, Gunna, his entire... Gunna's entire personality, his entire career, everything is based around his ability to make street music. Okay. Even where Gunna Gunna moving around. I don't know if you saw a video of Gunna, of somebody in front of his car, what they thought was his car, throwing cheese in front of his car. Right? Um, Yeah, throwing cheese in front of his car. He was supposed to do a giveaway at Walmart where he was going to go and give away $100,000 to a bunch of families they had to get rid of that because of security concerns right other members affiliated with ysl who are saying things little slick shit that like oh we knew that there were going to be some guys that maybe weren't solid and we shouldn't have embraced them and blah 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 blah. like where are gonna is from i'm gonna have security and all of that stuff but for him to move around being a snitch is like a big fucking deal. And there might be people that press him. There might be people that want to take a chunk out of his ass. And then, just from the standpoint of his career, he would definitely want to lie about whether or not he had cooperated with the state in order to protect what he's built for the last six or seven years, or however long he's been popping, and for the fact that where he's from, going back to Atlanta, being a snitch around there there might be some people that want to that want to play him so he lied mm-hmm. and it's interesting that that lie means that people should treat gunna in a certain way but meg meg lied to uh to, what? to uh gail and then we should have to understand all of the reasons why right, she I'll would tell, tell
1: you. that lie, and I, so, and I
0: and I do understand all of those reasons. But no, I'm not going to
1: go through the reasons. I'm going to tell you the difference between the two that sure. I think. Okay. So, gonna lie to protect his reputation, to protect his profession as a raptor, as a rapper, and and his
0: safety, I believe. And to preserve his safety so that people did okay. not try to attack him like because he's because not he's presented
1: himself. I, I say presented. I really don't know his upbringing, but he comes sh- comes from the streets, I guess. Like, that, yeah, I don't want to say it's an image if that's really that's who he is. Mm-hmm. So to protect all of that. What was Megan lying to protect?
0: Uh, she was li- lying to protect. I mean, that's a question for you.
1: I believe Megan was lying to protect her because he's. He's lying, or the I had it in my head when you are talking about. Well, let me finish this part. Mm-hmm. She is lying to protect, in my opinion, her very her very being as a black woman, something that she was born as, not something that she chose.
0: What do you mean?
1: I mean, he chose to be a rapper.
0: She chose to be a rapper. She chose too. to be a
1: black woman.
0: Wait a minute. The, the stereotype.
1: <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute.
0: <laughs> wait, a minute.
1: Okay. wait a minute. Wait a minute. He is being called a snitch, Uh right? It's affecting his reputation for all that. She's being called, she's being attacked and stereotypes are being placed on her as a black woman. His stereotypes are being placed on him as a rapper, as being the things that he raps about. Mm -hmm. Choices. She's, as a black woman, these are stereotypes that are just placed on us just for simply being a black woman. I guess to me that's the difference.
0: Okay. So if they
1: were stereotypes as a rapper, or if because she's from a certain place in you know, in Houston or whatever, that's different. But this is her these are stereotypes being placed that are placed on black women in general, which is why she
0: lied. So Gunna is from a specific place where snitches get beat up or killed, right? So he doesn't want to be a snitch because he still is around a group of people. And he
1: chose to go into a lifestyle where they gl- where they glorify not being a snitch can as, you a, a, rapper, as can, a rapper. Can your question. you
0: your question. Did Meg The Stallion choose? Wait, wait 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 a second wait a second wait a second. Can you make an argument that Meg The Stallion chose a lifestyle where people are curious about? sexuality as it regards to her. I
1: think it's on us period as black women.
0: Yeah, but you're what what you're doing right now, you're saying, but you're 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 talking about the fact that it's on us, period, right? You know, and it's on a lot of people period, but you're made the stallion like Made the Stallion is an overtly it's not crazy to want to, to be she, curious about who made the stallion is fucking made the stallion is, over, is an over and she and to me i don't think there's anything wrong if she if she wants to be like yo don't ask me who i'm fucking don't ask me this that's cool and i'm not saying that because she may make, she makes any type of songs or whatever whatever but like Sex is a part of the conversation with Meg Thee Stallion.
1: But it was going to be the only conversation that people had if she had said she did sleep with him in that interview with Gail rather than the fact that she's a victim in it. I know. And that is because of stereotypes that are placed on black women, not because she's overtly sexual in her songs or even in in her performances. So, So
0: what you're saying is that...
1: Gunna committed a crime. Right. She's a victim.
0: Gunna didn't commit a crime, though. So Gunnar was so so. That's, so what, he was charged. Gunner, Gunner was
1: charged for a crime. So
0: what? What Gunner is saying? What? What Gunner is saying? And what people believe is is saying, "I didn't commit a crime. That like that there was no crime." But the more important thing is, so if to me, somebody lying to preserve their image, image or their safety, to me is the same as somebody lying to preserve their dignity. It's like one and the same. It's the same I don't thing. I think
1: she just lied to preserve her dignity. Just, okay,
0: what is she? did she lie to preserve? Then she lied to I mean, preserve. fine, her...
1: her dignity as a black woman. Fine, use the word dignity. Her dignity as a black woman for her bare, for her very existence. Okay, like I, you say Gunnar didn't commit a crime. Did he not make a? Did he not not settle?s Not he played guilty
0: he, to he played guilty to some crimes. Okay, yeah,
1: you just said he didn't commit a crime.
0: Well, so what I'm gonna tell you right now is that the what what Gunner and his people say. Is that Gunner was never supposedly a criminal, right? Gunner was wrapped okay. up. Okay, he's
1: affiliated. He's
0: a, right. So Gunner was wrapped up in YSL yeah. and being wrapped up in, in YSL, it, according to this RICO indictment, is tantamount to racketeering and to all of these other things. And if you ask me, nobody thinks that Gunner was involved in any of this stuff. If you ask me. They got Gunna because they knew that Gunna kind of wasn't a certain way and they could could get him to either roll or allocate. Well, they had
1: something on him, even if he wasn't the it wasn't what they had
0: had on him was that he was a part of YSL.
1: Okay, great. But I think I still don't think you can compare the two. It's not two people who lied in the public eye. Gunna's been charged with something, pled guilty to something, and Meg is a victim here. So, like, the lies, they both lied is the only is the only comparison That's not, in my I eyes. Don't,
0: I don't, I, don't, I, but, like, to me, the reason why I don't, like, I understand that Meg is the victim, but the reason why I think that the two things are similar is because, first of all, Gunna's lie didn't have anything to do with his court case. It had to do with public perception.
4: Sure.
0: It had to do with the public perception of him. And my thing is, and my thing is, I don't care that, that I don't care that he lied. But if you say that it's okay to make fun of Gunner because he I lied, I said
1: it was okay to make fun of. I just told you the jokes that they were saying. I know, but earlier I actually think it's terrible what's happening. I, I, now.
0: I know, but earlier on, it was like I'm like, well, why are we doing this to Gunna? Or like, why are we putting Gunner in this position? And look, I'm not a street nigga, so it's like, well, Gunna lied. Well, I'm like, well, if we're gonna if we're gonna if we're gonna come down on Gunner because he said something that wasn't true to protect his image and by the way in this in this this particular case in this particular case let me tell you something else in this particular case and i'll say it again and we don't have to relitigate this again in this particular case the reason why it would have been important for 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 a lot of people for her to have been truthful in that situation was because there were a lot of people that said this lady said this i believe her because this is what we should do so in that case the people that supported you mm-hmm. i think you owe it to them look i believe that Tory lane shot meg but i think that she deserves some criticism for having told that lie on national See, television with so many people were, were like were, were 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 at her back and if that and, and definitely if we're not gonna get her if we're not gonna okay last thing if we're not going to criticize her for lying, then we definitely shouldn't criticize Gunnar for lying. You're,
1: see, you're conflating two separate things. First off, you started off comparing the two, that they both lied, and how is it different? You're not remembering what I said last time. I said, I don't agree with her lying, so I understand the criticism for the lie. Just like I said, I understand why people are coming at Gunner because he lied. I'm, But what I said with Meg is... I understand the why behind it, so I'm not giving. I understand her, the why behind Gunner. and I and I can understand the why for him too, especially in regards to his safety. Yeah. I get it. So that's why I'm like, you're not, you're not quite articulating what I exactly said because I say I said Megan was wrong for lying, but I understand why she did it. So in the same sense, I understand. Look at my I posted it on social media. I said that's exactly what I said. And I believe that. And I'll I'll stand by that same thing for Gunna. I I don't agree with the lie, but I understand why he did it. Yeah. But I still think it's not the same with Megan.
0: It's not the same with Megan because... Okay, it's fine. It's not the same. Because it's
1: stereotypes based on her being a black woman.
0: There's no stereotypes put on Gunna based on being a a guy from the street.
1: Based on being a rapper,
0: too. No. I can't... If If I'm... From Baton Rouge. Now, first of all, niggas know. I'm not doing any crimes. And if I see you, I'm not like glasses. If I see you shooting at some shit and, you know, like, I'm not going to. I'm the nigga. Yo, it was a white van, blah, blah, blah. It was around here. Get them. Okay. But where well, I'm from, you can't be no snitch. You can't, like, you can't be no snitch. They will kill you. Like you, like, you can't, not only will they kill you, not only will they kill you, they'll come after you. The people yeah. around yeah. you will, the people around you so will you th- get fucked over if if they know, man.
1: So, do you think he's going into witness protection at this point? No,
0: he's not going into no goddamn witness protection.
1: I mean, if he's a snitch and the streets are after him, and then and I'm not saying that the streets family. are
0: after him, I'm saying that the reason why he might want to lie about it is because there's all kinds of reasons of course the the main reason is you can't be a snitch and be a hot rapper allegedly if we're
1: talking health and safety fine, one thing but like when you talk about like he can't be a snitch because his career's over with
0: you don't care about that then I'm like you don't care about that's it. not the
1: same thing as Megan to me like it's I get not the, the health thing. and safety I get the health and safety I get or not health but I get the safety part of Ooh, it well I
0: could be so toxic on this if I wanted to
1: I think you already are.
0: I'm toxic. Just
1: like, just like people are gonna come at me and they're like, "Rachel's so biased when it comes to a black woman." You know, that's all that she sees. Black women. I, I mean, this is the kind of stuff people are writing to me. Right. Black women <laughs> can do anything that they want because you know you can't say anything about a black woman. And I'm like, gosh, do you know what black women have been through and continue to go through in this country? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I am going to. Fully throw my support behind Megan. I can say when she's wrong about something, but I can also say I understand why she did it. Right. I do think it's different, and now I'm repeating myself, so I'm not going to go there, yeah. but I do think it's different.
0: Know who else thinks it's different? <laughs> Soup Kitchen. I can't wait. You about to get everything that you deserve. The Gunner fans <laughs> about to come <laughs> for you. The Gunna fans about to come for you. You about to... Rachel, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. Donnie... This is a new podcaster on the block over at iHeart. Run the trailer, Donnie.
1: Can I? Can I? Can I do breaking news really quickly? I know we keep talking about Meg and Tory, but did you see that there's a report that a juror was seen in the elevator? I saw that. Yeah, with Tory Lanez yeah. and, and his team, yeah. but allegedly there was no discussion. Yeah,
0: jurors in the. Okay, yeah. we
1: already know. Allegedly, I should say. It seems like it appears there was witness tampering. Would
0: tamper, tamper, <laughs> yes.
1: and now juror. I'm just saying. That should never happen. His team should have removed themselves from the elevator. Should have never happened.
0: Hmm.
1: It's also intimidation. But yeah. go ahead.
0: Tory Lanes, man. Oh, Donnie, run the audio from the brand new podcaster. It was good. Do you feel ready? <sighs> I think. Um,
3: I don't know. I'm a little nervous. I have not spoken publicly for two years about this. And I have a lot of thoughts. And I've, I think about this every day. Truly, every day of my life, I think about this and what I want to say and how important it is that I speak to everyone for the first time. So it's heavy. It's really heavy. Um, we'll see how it goes. We may scrap this whole thing, to be honest. I don't know. But I think it'll be cathartic. I'm looking forward to getting this off my shoulders and repairing this, moving forward, and letting everybody hear from me. So we ready?
2: We're ready. Okay, We're
3: let's good. do it. Let's see what happens. All right, first episode. Here we go in three, two. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the most dramatic podcast ever.
0: Wow. The most dramatic podcast ever. So this is Chris Harrison.
1: That's a bachelor's thing. You know that. Is it? Mm -hmm. he always says welcome um it's the most dramatic season ever so he's playing off that
0: so he is he is back in batch world with this podcast
1: no i don't think only in regards to the topic that he just referred to in that audio it's called
0: the most dramatic he's i
1: think he's just playing off one of his most famous catchphrases i there won't be bachelor talk i would assume
0: question for you have you asked been asked to be on this podcast? this is chris Harrison most dramatic podcast ever, and secondly, if you were asked to be on this podcast with Chris Harrison, would you do it?
1: I was not asked, and I would not be on it.
0: You would not do the podcast with chris Harrison.
1: Mm-mm. If
0: Chris Harrison wanted to have a conversation with you on the podcast, Mm-mm. you would not do it. Mm-mm. Why?
1: Because it's been almost two years since that happened. And the last time that you had any communication with me was after I said we should just accept his apology after he was on Good Morning America and move on. And then you text me and said, thanks for what? Because Michael Strahan was like, I don't think the apology was sincere. So, like, you know, people turned on Chris again or went harder on him. And I And I said what I said. And he wrote me and said, you know, I think we should just, you know, I appreciate what you had to say. We should go have dinner. So that was over a month after the initial thing happened. So you never reached out to me in between when I was going through all of what I was on social media, but you know you're in the media telling everybody I'm your friend. So you reach out to me when I say something that is in your favor. It's the first time you reach out. I've not talked to him since. That was March, 2020. So now you would reach out to me to come be a part of your podcast. That you wanna have a conversation with me on the mic, in public, for clicks, that's what it would be for. It would be for it would be for because everybody would listen. A sit down? No, I'm not going to give you that. And if it was genuine, you would already hit me up. You've unfollowed me on social media at this point. You've cleared your social, moved on, new chapter. When you moved on from that new chapter, I was not a part of it. I don't even think. I think that when he does this podcast, I would imagine he signed some sort of NDA right so i think that this will just be him for the first time saying how he felt with it all the aftermath losing that job how it's affected him
0: you don't think your name comes up anywhere in this situation
1: no i think he'll refer to it as the interview when that happened <laughs> okay <laughs> i do i think i don't think he wants to touch that because then it's going to you know elicit a response from me uh-huh and then you know it, it goes back and forth because mm-hmm. if he mentions, if he comments on me in any with any sort of, it's one thing if he's like, you know, I haven't talked to Rachel. Okay, well then there's nothing to talk about. But if there's some sort of comment, believe it, we're going to talk about it here on Higher Learning. Now, if he wants to come to Higher Learning and have a conversation,
0: so if you if you invited
1: w- him multiple times, I
0: would love. I'm just putting this out there again. Chris Harrison, that's his name. Chris Harrison. <laughs> called him Soup Kitchen
4: for so, so, so long, long. You I don't know his name, Soup Kitchen.
0: <laughs> Chris Harrison, come on the podcast, please. I'm being completely sincere. Which camera is it, Donnie? This one? I'm being totally sincere, Chris Harrison. This is a real olive branch with Greek olives on it. The good kind of olives. Come on the podcast. It's it's only Rachel. (laughs) What could go wrong in a conversation between you and Rachel, Chris? What could possibly go wrong? Come on the podcast. That's what got us here. Come on the podcast! Yeah, I don't... am Chris, you, you duck... Hold on for a second. Hold on. Chris, nigga, on God, dog, for real. All jokes aside, hold on for a second.
1: Donnie.
0: All jokes aside, Chris, bro, on some real shit, dog, you duck in the smoke. That pocket, color purple. <laughs> Chris... Until you come on Higher Learning, that podcast not going to take off. That bitch going to be, like, number one first week. Watch. Until you come on Higher, okay, Higher Learning.
1: going to be the first
0: week. Like, that podcast not going to take off. Come on Higher Learning. Scary ass. Well, now he's,
1: well, now he's coming for well, sure. Hold on.
0: Take the scary ass part out. but Hold on. Don't take it out. But I, I'm i sorry, Chris. I take it out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely coming on out. Good news is he's out the kitchen.
0: Right? No, he's no, he's no, no, hell no. Are you still there? We have him on tape making soup, Donnie Renee. <laughs> like, like, no, no, we don't know yet. He's just got a bit of, okay. Um, last topic. We'll say Van Lathan, animal a- agent for Thursday. Do you think Lizzo makes music for white people?
1: I think Lizzo just makes music.
0: That's such a cop out.
1: No, it's not. Like I that's, think that's, I just, that's such a cop out. I think I don't like when people are. Lizzo is making the type of music that she wants to make, right? right? In a right. specific genre. If black people are into it, they're into it. If white people, if Latinos, if Asian, if, you know, whatever it may be, are into it, they're into it. I guess I just, I'm exhausted with that commentary of like, well, she only makes music for this or for that. She's
0: just making music. Is it possible that you can just make music
1: and one culture and that, that might-
0: music is for white people?
1: Well, the one culture might be more receptive to it than the other? Absolutely.
0: Because that's what happens, right? Because
1: she makes more pop music, and I would say white people consume pop music, or non-black people, I should say, consume pop music more than blacks.
0: Is it wrong to say that she makes music for white people, you feel like?
1: I do, and I understand why she gets defensive over it, and that it's hurtful, because she is very black and proud
0: run the
3: the audio donnie it's an unfair criticism and it only goes towards stifling whatever you have inside of you i mean that it's a hurtful thing to hear that right
1: very hurtful um only because like i am a black woman and i feel like it really like challenges like my identity and who i am and diminishes that which yeah. I think is really hurtful, and then on the other end, it's like I'm making funky, soulful, feel good music that is so similar to a lot of black music that was made for black people in the '70s yep. and '80s, and you know. And then on top of that, my message is literally for everybody and anybody, right. and I don't, I don't, you know, um, try to gatekeep my message from people.
0: So, okay, see. So if you don't try to gatekeep your message from people, then, I mean, why? You're
1: you're reaching. Why what? Why what, man? Why what? Say it.
0: If it's, if the. I had Ava DuVernay on the red pill one Mm -hmm. time. And I asked Ava DuVernay. We were talking about when they see us. Mm -hmm. I asked Ava DuVernay. I said, hey. Um, how do you want white people to, to view this? You know what Ava said? I don't care. Good she for said her. it was far from my mind when I was making this about what white people would think about it or how white people would do it.
1: And it should have been.
0: It should have been, right? She made that for us. I'm not saying that, like, I'm not saying that Lizzo's music is. I'm not. Did she
1: say she made it for us?
0: All right. Who? uh, Or did she say,
1: or did she just say, I didn't make it for them and I don't care? I don't care what they think about it because I think there's a difference.
0: Let me be honest with you. I I just think that it's okay if your music is for white people.
1: It's okay if white people, it's the way you say it. Her music isn't for white people, she makes music. And more white people consume it.
0: Is Macklemore's music for white people?
1: He's a white rapper.
0: What difference does it make? He's a,
1: no, he's not. A, he's like he. I shouldn't say it like that because then you have the Eminems. He's a pop rapper. Okay. <laughs> and so I think that white people consume that. I think black. I don't think black people are into that.
0: So what's the difference? So because Lizzo's black, I, I would imagine.
1: So. Do you think every musical artist makes music for a particular type of person?
0: I think a lot of them do okay i think I think a lot of the, i think I think a lot of musical artists, not every musical artist, but I think a lot of musical artists when you when you make certain kinds of music, you sit down and you go. Like, this music, sometimes music is of a certain culture. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not for a certain culture, it's of a certain culture. That
1: makes sense. It's
0: decidedly black and all of that. Because of the genre. And then other people might, like, like it. But, like when you say you're making when I say when you say you're doing this for the hood, like you're making music for the streets, that doesn't mean that only the streets are going to be into it, but you're making music for those people.
1: Sure, Black star definitely was up there. up <laughs> there singing music for black people mm. to a majority white audience. one, two, three. I was into it. <laughs> I tell you what I don't think Liz I was so into I, it. like
0: I, I don't I think that I don't think I think Lizzo's music is great. I think that Lizzo is fun.
1: I think there's a difference in exactly what you said. Which is what? You said of a culture versus for a culture.
0: She. So what So what we're talking about is the intent that she's making yeah. music for white people.
1: I don't think she is intentionally making I don't think she's naked. making
0: intentionally making music for yeah. white people. But I do think that they probably fuck with it a little bit more.
1: They definitely do.
0: Right. So I think that is it. So like if she wanted to change that. Wouldn't she have to? Because the first time, the first time I ever heard uh, like of Lizzo is like a, like a white girl told me that Lizzo was the dopest. This is true.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Man, yeah.
1: Yeah, you don't listen to that type of music.
0: That shit, by, but what she told me to listen to that shit though. You were into. That shit is good.
1: She's great.
0: Yeah, she's a great musician. Shout out to Prince. Because
1: I would say right now, Lizzo's music is of TikTok.
0: Her her TikTok should be banned. About Damn Time. That blew up because of about TikTok. About Damn Time. That blew up because of TikTok. A minute, get get in there. Send them in there to pump me up. That, like, but, I was
1: shocked but, when I heard the rest of the song. I was like, these are the same songs?
0: But but <laughs> but doesn't that song seem like About Damn Time? Okay, take that song. Doesn't that song seem like it would be at the beginning of like a sitcom about a white girl trying to make her way in the city? <laughs> I'm just being for real. Like the, the, the like, like yeah, I could see her with like, the backpack on the like, like, you know, well, She's in a minute, in the back I'm looking out for the, the building.
1: <laughs> you know, she's walking around
0: the building. She's trying to make her way in a new city.
1: Throws her hat up like, in the, yeah, the street, turns around. And then it's like, it's
0: like, okay, whatever. It's time to go. Yeah, it's time to go. <laughs> Donnie, who won the who won the Gunner versus Meg the Stallion debate?
2: That was a draw. That was tough. Y'all, y'all made both some good points. I, I feel like that's something the fuck for the up, dark Warriors. You know, to like decide. you, like we you, like up for them.
0: Like Donnie, you, 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 you always sell out. You only had my back one time during this whole thing, and that was for the greatest movie that me and Donnie are gonna make together. <laughs> I hey Don, I, I, I gotta Pain tell y'all something love. for real. I'm gonna be, for, I'm gonna be totally for real or something. You know what else I did this weekend? No bullshit. I wrote a treatment for painted love. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I, 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 oh, I swear. And if and if enough people want to see it, I'll put it on the
1: Reddit.
0: I wrote. am telling you, I wrote a treatment. I had to change it Can a little. Can you register
1: it f- first before you? Before like, I did. Put, if put,
0: enough, yeah, people it. See, it if enough people want to see, if enough people want to see it, I wrote a treatment for painted love. There's a good story that I'm telling you, there's a good story. Not quite because you'd have to change actors. Because you, you couldn't make Leo black, but you could bring in like Sterling K. Brown, and then that could be, I wrote a treatment for Painted Love. <laughs> I'm telling you, Painted Love could be like a Black Mirror, all right, all right, Black Mirror episode, uh, take things <laughs> off, but do not stop learning. By the time we come back Friday, guys, it, 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 there's a chance that we'll have a...
1: Who's playing that? <laughs> did you did you request this?
0: No, they did. Pain and love. Uh. Um, by the time we come back Friday, is there a chance that we'll have a verdict in the Tory Lane trial?
1: Possibly, unless they unless what maybe they hold out to get testimony. If this bodyguard, if if what is said was true with media to media takeout uh-huh. from that insider, then it's possible that they could wait till he returns for his testimony. Okay.
0: We'll We'll see. see. We'll see. All right. Take the caps off. Do not stop learning. I'm Van Laetha Jr.
1: I'm Rachel and Lindsay. Bye, guys.